Howdy there, folks. Text of the Black Pants Legion here, and welcome to the Black Pants Legion podcast, the only podcast that seemingly nowadays isn't brought to you by like Audible or 800 other things. They're like, hey, I know you love this podcast, but you know what? You know what? You need chili dogs in the Consume mail. Consume product. You need chili dogs Consume in the mail. Consume product. Chili dogs need to come through your mail chute and into your no, house. No. Now, how much would you pay for chili dogs in the mail, goat? Well, thanks to this link, chilidogsinthemail.com, it's only... And it no, just no, gets I was going to yeah. say, no, Tex, yours is too good because it should be like the loot box service where it's like <laughs> you pay for something. What are you going to get? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What could it be? What you know? could it? So, all right. I'm joined here by Goat. Uh, Hi there. The greatest anti-consumer consumer there is. Yeah. See, there we go. You're the dichotomy of the Zoomer generation, brofist. I'm no, not. You're, a, no, dichotomy. It's both parts. It's I'm, Zen. You're saying you're balanced. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not. I'm not Gen Z. I'm like at no. the cutoff. Bowl, yeah, maybe. I, I understand. But I'm congratulating you. Okay. You, you are the dichotomy of the new. I am the grognard of the old, and in the middle is the wise man. Hello, Mike. Hello. How are you doing, Mike? I'm all right. I, I'm going to call him uh, Jen. Oh, no. Zeleni- oh, he's a Zillennial. Zillennium. Zillennial. Uh, yeah, Zillennial. All right. And oh, by the way, the, uh, guy, like the guy who's been acing it on the uh, podcast thumbnails and <laughs> the, guy, so good. I know. the guy who has uh, been animating parts of this podcast for a time and then who put in um, hidden messages to encourage us uh, to uh, get him on the podcast. Really subtle. Very subtle. Incredibly subtle. <laughs> um, hello, Thorax. Ahoy. So um, I, I have a question if you could if you could help us uh, if you could help us, Thorax. If if the BPL was truly strapped for cash and I decided to like, you know, shit on all the morals I've really fought hard to keep and decided to sell out, if the BPL had a loot box service. What form do you think that would take? Oh God! Because I got uh, I, um, I I got an idea right off. I think just to start us off, if you I don't wanna, mind, I want to hear what Thorax's idea is first. Well, of course, <laughs> I'm bad at ideas. Shoot! What uh, do you mean you're bad at? No, get the fuck out of here! You're bad at ideas. I it's, it's, it takes like three weeks to make a D and D character in the rare event I have gotten to play, and I've always get yelled at. It's like, why did it take you three weeks? I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, but that's better than making thirty things. Or making the same thing 30 times. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah, the end result was crappy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's how you play it. I mean, um, it's usually poorly. But as far as a BPL loot box, I, I think I have an idea for the first one. And we All can right. play off this. Stuff Mike finds. Stuff I find? Well, you found me that Hawaiian shirt, which has, in pictures in the BPL, got me labeled, quote, Magdump P.I. <laughs> I, listen. So, you I find a, things. I, I am a master of finding things I well, think the, people will like for a gift. And I got you a cup that heated itself. And I, I thought that was a brilliant I am not. Gift. I am not mad at that gift. I just don't understand the utility of it. No, it's got a great utility. We put our screws and our nails in it now. We just sit right next to our tools. I'm sorry. I no. feel bad for that. I really do. But no, Mike, I'm not Mike thinking got me for that. Okay, let I me got ex- you a Magnum PI shirt, and it's amazing. I think the shirt's fine, and I did not know it was pink till people pointed it out. And That's so, why it's Magnum PI. I didn't. I, I didn't even think that you were. I, no, I yeah. don't care. But people are like, oh, it's a pink shirt. That means blah blah blah. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I I'm not mad at you. I'm like, I'm I'm colorblind. Who gives a fuck? Vitamin at fuck. Not found. No, I put that up against my skin tone, which is very similar to yours, and I was like, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks well, that looks good on Casper. I agree. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. This what, is what I said this before. What, Gray doesn't look good on very pale this, people. Let me I've explain this gift. Mike will buy. 
fun things. Yeah. They they are fun. They are fun. But Nixie tube clock. Yeah, Nixie tube clock. Fun. Fun yeah. things. I'm not saying you don't buy good gifts. It's just the question was the 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 teacup. Now, I like tea and coffee, and sometimes I will drink four pots a day when I'm working very hard. And so I will be sitting there, and if you don't know what that's like, go work a 27-hour day. But if you want to go, like, have coffee that's warm at 2 or 3 in the morning, it sucks to make coffee. Mike knows I keep the hours of a crack whore. And so I'm sitting there, and Mike goes, hey, I've got this teacup for you and i go all right sure i got what? you the big one too so you it's, put the whole it's hand the big through one it. whole hand through it because i have hands like fucking popeye and so <laughs> yeah, i does. i've broken the handles of fucking pliers so many goddamn <laughs> times but so i gunsmithing but so it, just just the hands it's weird it's disproportionate i'm not a strong person he's got the yaoi hands ugh, don't <laughs> don't say that no you're so, actually muscular Get yeah. him with a crack claw. The crack. Give him the claw. Give him the clamps. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's got the Mister Crabs. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what ladies like. That's yeah. what ladies like. Give him the clamps. Yeah, that's what ladies like. Strong clamps. They're like, <laughs> I want a guy who can do the clamps. <laughs> I want a guy who can break all my fingers while holding hands. It's very masculine. Um, but no. The so Mike gets me this mug that yes, I can get my Mongo hand through, and and so the mug has a wireless app for your phone which i didn't realize that is required to control the mug so you have to go i wish for this mug to be cold or hot and then oh, you mostly had to, hot mostly hot obviously because that would just, be amazing if it could make it cold no i think it can keep it at a temperature but obviously it can't like sub-zero it you're not that gonna see sick. like that I, would, I, oh yeah it'd be fucking <laughs> badass alexa <laughs> mortal Kombat. yeah sub-zero yeah just like watch that and be like ah uh, yes i can take this five dollar cardboard dough and have chilled wine <laughs> alexa, use the element of life i'm gonna i know i'm gonna turn my heat up on this wine 95 degrees let's go you can make hot dr pepper in your cup so what we did was we wanted to see i just wanted to see if i could boil it if it had the juice to do it. Yeah, we did this on the podcast. And it did. Yeah. It was like right within the threshold. I was like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah, you started at like 50 and or 60, and then it just kept going up to like, I think we set up to like 95. Yeah, and then you saw steam just pouring off the top of it, and we are like, this the is battery fun. drain trying to get it up to that heat, and yeah, you had to like set it so there first. It's no bullshit. It will keep it hot. The only thing that sucks is it requires an app and Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, now, it's a cool concept, a mug that will keep your stuff hot. That's like Star Trek idea, the permahot mug or the Everfull flask from D&D. Yes. That's a cool idea the tech ain't there yet no it's not it's unfortunate however if you use that thing as like a pocket warmer that would be pretty fucking uh. great no if you had a hoodie if you had a hoodie you, you leave it in the hood and you put no i'm saying if if you had a hoodie you put that mug in the front pocket of the hoodie and then you put it to full temperature and you just hold on to that mug as you're walking around sub-zero temperatures. It'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Like I was like, that's a pretty cool piece of technology. Yeah, where you could get those like hand warmers for like a dollar each. Shut up. I'm yeah, trying to... Yeah, the hand warmers, okay. they, you can't recharge oh, it is, those. Right, right. It's so what's, ones that can set you on fire when yeah. you fuck up. All right, so so what's your point? Like Mike's loot box would... Mike's things he's found. Things, things, just things like that. Yeah, I I, thought, there would be at I least one retro like game in there. I just you mean, like there's things he found walking around. Like, oh, this is a, this is a cool rock. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. 
It's just a big stick. Like, this is a nice stick. <laughs> There's a live like, this is a nice. You walk around the woods you're like, this is a nice stick. A live straight cat. Yeah. <laughs> I call him Mr. Nibbles. Yeah, it's it's missing an ear and has an eye patch, but it's a cute cat. <laughs> His name is it's Mr. D. Nibbles. It, it's, it's attracted D. It's to D fear. Cat. Yeah. It, like, I, it, it, it jumps out of the box and immediately establishes dominance. <laughs> Cats had a hard life. Get an ironing board in there. How would you get an ironing board in a loot box? It's foldable. It's a foldable ironing board. How big is this loot box, Mike? Is it's, this loot crate? <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, yeah. did I get a new guitar? Yeah. No, it's a fucking <laughs> ironing that, board. It's would, an ironing board and probably a, uh, a kendo stick. I okay. I I know. I know it would be <laughs> an, an ironing board and a kendo stick. So it's like half responsibility, half fun. Yeah. Or you can use the ironing board as a shield. Okay, that's fair. It's like it's like a pretend kit. It's like here's a monocle and a top hat. You can pretend to be wealthy from the 1890s. I call that kit the imagination kit. You know, I that, that, would, <laughs> that, that look at my face. I'm like, just laughing fuck. because I like the idea of um, alternating crates. You, you you just have adulthood crates, and they just show up at your house. And they're alternating where one is for your chores you aren't doing. It's a thing that replaces the Ziploc bags that you always forget to That's get what at the I grocery mean. store. Is, is, yeah, it's, so it's 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 all the shit you haven't done and you know you fucking haven't. It's like... Oh, laundry soap, finally. Yeah, laundry soap plus softener plus... And, and then like three or four loose AA batteries and then like three or four loose AAA batteries and a 9-volt. Yeah. May Han- or may not be charged. Ha- yeah, handful of wood screws, handful of fasteners, <laughs> nuts, bolts, wing nuts... And then, like, damn, that's a sick kit. Yeah, I, I think it would all just be a sock. A what? All in a sock. All in a sock. Sure, just a sock of parts. Just so that's a good business. It also yeah, doubles as a sap. Well, exactly. What if instead of what if instead of loot crate, you did it bindle stick? <laughs> you just called it bindle stick, and hobo it's just kit. like yeah, the hobo kit, and it's just like every once a month we'll send you some crap that'll help you live off the grid, and and it's just literally like seeds and ammo. Or, no, or it's uh, hobo stoves, where it's just somebody just took one of those like big cans of corn, you know, the ones that are like as big around that you need two hands to hold around them. Yeah, and it just has like holes in it and like. The oh yeah, door. no, I remember that okay. shit works. It does. I, I remember I did a summer camp once, and they were doing those hobo stoves out of the big coffee cans, right? Yeah. And so they were like, you can cook up a hamburger on one of these stoves with one sterno. Well, it turns out uh, that's half correct. It, that is correct if the camp counselor reads and applies the manual or has a functional understanding of thermodynamics or two. If the student is interesting enough in the application of holes. However, there are some interesting things you can do and everyone had to make their own little stove. And, and what happened was there, there were a bunch of kids who figured out that the, the little, the little kind of cheap ass bottle opener bit that they gave us to punch little holes and air holes in the can wasn't really enough. So one kid, you know, decided, what if we made air holes in certain directions to kind of <laughs> encourage airflow in a certain direction? And then he made some holes in the top where they shouldn't be. And oh, then, no. uh, so what was really fun is that everyone had these nice little sizzling lukewarm patties and one kid had a fireball <laughs> and it was great. We learned a lot about barbecue. So thorax, what would you put in this uh, in the sellout crate? Uh, BPL sellout crate. Um, well, every good loot box has like tiers. 
the common God. and then there's like the legendary is oh, it God. i don't know if we're going by my understanding of a loot box that's area, fine that's reasonable the, yeah the, the you know the so legendary the games that you know mythical gambling yeah unheard of presidential get like uh <laughs> residential bridal if if you <laughs> there there are two places there are two places in the world where you will be very aware of badge engineering which is for those of you unaware for those of you unaware badge engineering is the subtle practice of taking something changing the badge or whatever and reselling it as a much more premium item and so the prestige of certain names is readily apparent I've found in two industries. <laughs> One is the auto industry. And I cannot tell you how many cars I've seen on the road <laughs> that said limited <laughs> on the back of them. Limited implying of certain number and no more, which as we know is not true. Other words like, quote, custom up here or platinum or it select now i will say this much the other place where you can see that hyperinflated is in a casino and if you go into a casino you will you will walk in and they will say oh where do you want to go do you want to go to the double platinum double black diamond suite and you're like what is that what does that fucking mean and they will have a chart of all these things like gold diamond pearl and all this stuff that mean absolutely nothing but they're just endless endless layers of stratification of buying into being robbed and people sign up for it i've seen people with the casino oh, cards yeah. and they're like oh i'm a double pearl member or i'm a double gold da 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 and i'm like why it's like holding up a card that says i've been mugged seven times and on the eighth one i get a free mugging <laughs> hook me up with that triple beef sweet boy <laughs> exactly triple it's beef a, sweet it's, it's just like a, 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 a very small pool and there's just some big cowboy with a grill. Yeah. Well, I, I, the, thing, the funniest thing is when I worked in a casino many, many, many years ago in security, I watched a guy once proceed to lose $2,700 in a card game. And then when he got comped $150 for a room, he acted like he came out ahead. <laughs> and I watch that happen all the time in the casino. And then people are like, why don't you play cards or anything in a casino? And I tell them the story of that guy acting like he was God. After losing $2,700 in cards, he won one hand for about 20 bucks. And the house was like, let's just give him a room. Yeah. You've done good for us, buddy. Yeah. Have a room. How, how about you go sit down over there? <laughs> How would you like a $14 bottle of champagne like a real winner? So do they Enjoy ever, do, Come do, on they ever do the comp stuff if you win, though? Like, Because my main frame of reference is Fallout New Vegas. Oh, you mean, oh, oh, you mean yeah. comp off the floor? Yeah. Hell yes. Oh, okay, so it's like hell stop playing. Yes. Oh, stop hell playing. yes. It's, that's called soft leverage. Hard leverage is um, in, in the rooms that have no cameras. Soft leverage... <laughs> allegedly soft leverage let this is all a joke allegedly i'm not suggesting this is casino standard practice however the rumors within the industry are persistent and everyone makes the same joke that being said soft leverage getting them off the floor and what have you is where you go up and you're like hey mike you you won a hundred dollars and i can't help but see you doubled down i did and what i think would be great is if i offered you a drink. Would you like a free drink? So yeah, you, you just you, keep doing it. And then when he's that irate, what do you do? Well, what you do when they're irate, you wait till they lose. Ah. 
then they have to say, well, I can I still get that? Sure, no problem. And then you're the peacemaker, and you gave them something free, and they lost a notion of money. My job as security was to watch the pit boss, so I was his watcher, and I made sure he didn't do stupid things with his hands and money, and I also made sure that when he had situations, that was relayed to the floor crew who could make people absent very quickly uh-huh. if they were to cause a problem. That's See, that's the thing, man. I'm always worried about like... Don't start shit in a casino. I would never. I'm, I, I'm very much... You've seen me in public. I, I play this just... Like there's, there's a lot yeah. of things you can do in a casino, but if you comp an attitude, you will find it's like the hills have eyes. I can't even be in them anyway, especially ones that have smoke in them. Oh God, I I worked in a smoking casino. I can't do it. It's 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 horrific. It's I hard used to, to breathe. I couldn't even smoke in there. I would go outside, and they're like, "Why don't you smoke on your shift?" And I was like, this "You're like po- buzzing. You're like, I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to. <laughs> like, it's weird. I work here 12, 16 hours a day, and I I don't need to sit down. I feel energized. Go home and feel hungover. <laughs> Get so much nicotine out of the air, man. It's like so, Pac-Man. So, so what? What's in the the beef sweet? The, the, yeah, the, the beef, beef sweet. The beef sweet. The beef sweet. <laughs> uh, I think I said uh, just just some big dude who just makes you barbecue. <laughs> All right. So here's I have an idea. Let's change gears. All Let's right. stay creative. Let's be positive. Knife Fight City, the beef sweet. Here's oh. here's no here's my idea. There's some casino in Knife Fight City, right? Uh huh. And like all of these fucking cyber noir films, the 1980s films where punks and gangs have taken over the cities and the cops are powerless and heroes fight the streets and all that, all that crazy stuff. Vigilante justice. Oh yeah. All that whole vigilante action America, 1980s stuff. So what you do is there's always an underground casino. It's always some waterfront casino. And they have like a cage fight going on. Oh, always a cage fight. Yeah. Always like, ah, yes, we import Chinese fighters. There's people waving money and just going, Woo! Yeah, and, and, it's, and that's all. No, we know and, what's happening. It's like, usually, oh, they're betting on the fight. And, and, and that's that's one of those things where it's like it'll be a Hong Kong or a, a Filipino action <laughs> yeah. cinema thing. It will always yeah. be that. There's always a place where there's a fight, and then people sitting there's around. A lot of ladders in there for some reason. Jackie Chan seems to find them. Oh man, he he's he's great at finding ladders. He, you know, I was thinking Jackie Chan would be an excellent safety guy to have in a factory because he knows where all the exits are and where all the ladders are, just instinctively. He's I mean, just I, like I know what he's like. I know what I want to do. I want to leave when shit goes down. Well, that and fight them with a ladder. But you have all They're these like panicking. 19- stop panicking, stop panicking, hitting <laughs> yeah. all the employees a ladder. <laughs> he's hitting them with a ladder, just like no, I will fight the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Helicoptering <laughs> everyone back to the apple plant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is no longer available in China. <laughs> Mike, leave it in. 20 social credit points have been deducted from your social Oh no, credit I can't go see the smog town. We could get downvoted on Apple by Apple for that one. <laughs> I don't oh. care. They have enough money. Yeah. I mean, they, what are they going to do? Come after us for zero? That's why I premiered all my... All, I, I, I'm, I have like 10 more tra- tracks upload uh, queued up. All of them are premieres because I found out that costs YouTube money. Isn't it fun? I don't want to yeah. fight a bunch Ooh. of like fucking special ex special forces Apple geniuses as they fuck no <laughs> fuck no. Dude. I thought you were gonna say ex special forces Apple genies, and I was like, 
Apple genies. Don't worry. Mike's Mike's a creative DM, but he hasn't gone off the rails yet. Now, here's here's the idea. When, When you start looking at this idea of a casino, you have all the people gathered around. You might be talking a Hong Kong or a Philippine action film, so there's going to be blood sport in a cage or something, and it's always going to be Asian dudes just helicopter kicking the shit out of each other. It's always like bare-chested. Some guy with like tiger claws jumps past someone. There was a bandana on. Oh, yeah, and the other guy is like, oh, his whole chest is like like, ripped open. Yeah, and and it's got like butter on it for some reason. Of course, dude. Everyone's all buttered up. It's the 70s. It's the 70s, you know? (laughs) No, dude, the 70s were a very greasy time yeah a very greasy time it even shows up on film everyone was greasy so you, you're sitting there and you're watching the greasy 70s action what have you all these people are fighting and and the thing is is that there's also a high roller suite and it's a mockery of a bond movie like really cheap looking baccarat tables really <laughs> cheap looking everything they have more than one baccarat table i i kind of want to go why well, yeah, that's the idea of a high roller suite. Uh, but that, that's what's funny is a real casino versus a movie casino. Yeah. It's like when you go to a movie casino, they're like, oh, yes, it's a giant fucking room with one table in it. Bullshit. It, it, because if you go to any casino in the world and you should have casino floor manager or anyone who ran the tables and you were like, yeah. how many tables fit in that room? They'd say 80. Yeah, the only thing they ever show is Baccarat, Roulette, and Craps. E- even private tables and will be... And sometimes Blackjack. Even in big casinos, private tables will often be a corner of a room or existing floor plan just because it is such a pain in the ass to try to, try to reconfigure things. It, it's just you want tables because X amount of tables per square foot equals X amount of payout on average. It's a corporate... Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a corporate layout. It it's knows how to... architect, but with casinos. Correct. You know, God, that would be a fucked up architect game. Casino yeah. arch, like one of your level oh, ups. Funny. Well, one of the casino fucking things. architect. Casino, <laughs> make ten cheaters oh, disappear casino. into Lake Mead. <laughs> Ring a ding ding, baby. Yeah, you probably did. Hire the disappearers. Sorry, I I just yanked my microphone out or my earphones. There we go. Casino architect would be a fucked up game because one of the things you could research would be uh, like sending the casino buses to old folks' homes. Oh, yeah. Free flights. Oh, yeah. And then subsidizing flights and then subsidizing, uh, you know, uh, stays in hotels and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Like like all that stuff appealing to conventions. Started out in like the 1910s. That would be a fucked... Because you go up through history. Oh, yeah. You'd have to deal with a mob. You'd have to deal with the unions. You'd have to deal with all of this crazy shit and the changing corporate culture and federal regulation and state regulation and all these... That would be a cool fucking game, actually. Yeah. Stay alive. yeah. yeah. The question is, would it be? Would you rather have it be stay alive, or would you have it like, rather have it like uh, sunless sea or sunless skies, whichever one, where when you die, you pass it on to the well, next I, guy? I think that's true. You would want it to be a dynastic game. You would want to have yeah, each dynastic. era, each era of your family history, so you could end up being like Howard Hughes and like running all of Vegas from your uh, penthouse suite. Yeah, you, you could play the uh, granddaughter, grandson, whoever yeah. of the next line. You choose, and yeah, you choose down the road, like, who's the next person in the company? And it could be family, and which you has just, certain yeah, you bonuses do what, or whatever. You do what whatever. these dynast- dynasties actually do, which yeah. is they min-max who's going to be in the exactly. fucking lead role. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be pretty <laughs> fucking crazy because it's, it's all about entertainment business, but there's layers like crime. Not just crime, organized crime. Serious players. Yeah. And so... Um, but yeah, when when it comes down to this Knife Fight City movie, 
So you have the casino and everything else, and everyone's competing for one thing, and that is one night in the beef suite. The beef suite. The beef suite. Night Fight City, the beef suite. And the idea is that one night in the beef suite, everyone talks about it, and they say, there's a room of plenty. There's a room of plenty that has been rumored. With real meat. With real meat and endless meat. And it is at the casino, and it is called the Beef Suite. And so everyone, and it's all the people who are trying to get into this card competition and win at this really diabolical card competition. Sponsored by A1 Steak Sauce. Yeah. Because you have to. Yes. We got to get this movie paid for. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's <laughs> every everyone wants basically a Fred Flintstone uh, Like, they're size. not going to be using A1 on these steaks in the movie. It's just, that's who sponsors it. Yeah. Like we don't, we're not going to disrespect any steaks here. It's just letting you know, hey, well, we're still paying for this show. The A ones, they just like pour hot Dr Pepper on it. Or <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh. But but what I'm thinking is like <laughs> the reason the whole movie was made was because one guy had like a a condemned casino that he could shoot in, and the other guy had like a bunch of surplus meat. And that was it. That was like, they had those two things. They were like, Surplus that meat just laying around. Yeah, no, like, let's say like a cruise ship sank and they recovered the meat or whatever. And they're like, oh, there's all the surplus grade D meat. And it's like, I smell a film. <laughs> the beef sweet. Imagine a whole room full of meat, Jerry. A whole room full of meat. Ah, uh, you're just pulling my chain. Nah, we could do it. And there's that condemned casino that's full of rats. <laughs> we could shoot in there. We'll have some guys fight guys. We'll splice a whole fight movie in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure, sure we are. The beef suite. Yeah, that's how it was made. Made in four weeks with $8,000. Yeah, and then they, they meet the... Stole it. They just, they just went to the local, like, dojo, and it's like, hey, guys, can no, you guys fight no, while I, we roll cameras? No, <laughs> what I'm, what, no, what I'm saying is I think they spliced a whole HK, like, three or four unknown Hong Kong oh, action movies. Okay, they just, they just stole it. Yeah, well, because if they hadn't been properly imported into the U.S., no one's seen them, which yeah. means that's not technically illegal. So you would find studios that could just rip shit out of movies or redress it enough to where no one noticed. Yeah. They just bank on, uh, they just like cast the actors for the not, for like the actual original content and they just bank it on nobody being able to tell them apart from exactly. the I, I was just thinking Hong like Kong it, guys. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that. I just, I just, I just completely rip off the next generation like line for line, but it's just totally different actors and the sets look really fucked up. That would be, that would be just nuts. But I mean, that shit does happen. Uh, if you want to talk about like weird mocks of film, there was Turkish Batman. And Turkish Batman is insane because, Bat yeah, no, go look it up online. There's whole, they actually made Batman in Turkey outside of copyright. It's complete flagrant copyright abuse. But Turkish Batman is, is if you have not seen Turkish Batman, go watch Turkish Batman. He shows up in a fucking station wagon to the Peter Gunn theme. -da 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 -da. Like the fucking Blues Brothers. He gets out and has a gun and he fist fights people. He hits everybody. And there is no fight training. You will see them really punching people and knocking sets over. And I go, this is amazing. This is the Batman I want. I don't want special effects. I don't want anything. I don't care if you I have to. You want Christian Bale to walk around on the street and punch people? Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. But, but he'll, on, be he'll be great at that. He's but a no, he's psycho. But, <laughs> but imagine, imagine if you did that. Imagine if you said, no, here's the set. Okay. You're Batman. 
I don't care how much fucking pre-workout you got to do. I want you to snort two rails of that, get in that fucking station wagon, drive up to the set. I then want you to open the door. Don't look at the fucking camera or I have might hit you with a brick. Do not look at the camera. Open the fucking door. Get out of the car. And then I want you to have a fist fight between here at this X and everyone between that door. It will last no longer than three minutes. Do it in one take and I will give you $1,000 in a sandwich. <laughs> That's the Batman I want. Is this image uh, I'm just sent to is this is this what you're talking about? Is this Turkish Batman? Uh yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. <laughs> I've heard there's also Italian Spider Man. That's fake. Oh well no, sorry, there's there's a real Italian Spider Man and then there's the guys who did uh Yeah, what? they did the sequels. No no hold that's on. Amazing. The it's the guys who did Danger 5 did Italian Spider-Man. Uh, the, the one that I think we know on YouTube. It's That's the thing they did before Danger 5. And then there's also, then there's Turkish Star Wars, too. Turkish Star Wars is is not really Star Wars. It's the man who saved the Earth. Yeah. It has a completely just, different film, yeah, but they but rip they, Star Wars yeah. out of it and use it. They rip all the space battle shots. Oh, yeah. And, and also Battlestar Galactica's theme. But the man who saved the earth, despite being an absolute ripoff of that shit, there's some amazing scenes in there, like where he, uh, in his training montage, he punches rocks until they explode. That's part of the training montage they came up with for that film. Wow. And I was like, that sounds like something I would do. Because how do you show a training montage of someone who's not obviously getting better at whatever they're training? And there's no special effects for, like, guns and stuff. So how do you do that? And I'm like, hey, could we have him blow up rocks with his hands? Like, that sounds like something I would come up with with no money. Like, oh, I could put a blank on the other side of the rock. And when he punched it, it's it looks like, like a his, gunshot. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it, I could do that. I know how explosives work, but like, that sounds like something I'd come up with, like, dumb. And they did it. They call me Johnny Bullet Fingers. And if you've never seen Star Wars and saw that movie, you would just go, wow, what a weird bunch of crap. But if you've seen Star Wars, you go, this is this is Turkish Star Wars. And I, I say, look at it in its own weird way as a weird science fiction movie that ran out of money and had to steal so much from so many places. And it's hilarious. It's like community theater presents sci-fi movie, comma, weird I'm looking at images of what I believe is what you're talking about, and I I believe that the main guy who kind of looks like Turkish Charles Bronson, yeah, Turkish is, Charles is Bronson, kicking the head off a bear. Yeah, no, well, okay, like, he it's just, it's just like cut he, out in like Photoshop, is just flying off. You have to understand, <laughs> uh, the editing was not very good. He does punch his fist through, and then he I think he karate chops a guy in half. Um, I made it. Oh, he does. He does so (laughs) many. It does. But it's so joyful because you have like Turkish Charles Bronson who's out there chopping the shit out of people. And and it's it's great because it's just earnest and silly. And a lot of people like, oh, they ripped off Star Wars. It's like, no, they made a weird sci fi movie and they borrowed parts from everything to make it. Yeah. From everywhere. I, He's I got like a big clearly cardboard sword. Oh, yeah, dude. It's it's bad props. But the guy is working so everyone is working hard in that movie they're like you know what sell it i think that's what makes it beautiful yeah oh yeah well if if i had to make a feature-length film as i said i would make a knife fight city film just because i'd be like the i would just 
absolutely parody everything I could. I would make a Night Fight City movie, and it would just be so bonkers. I, I would completely go over the top. I would introduce and kill like 800 characters in 60 minutes. I, I would just be like, they'd be like, oh my God, it's Knife-Eye Johnson. And he's like, I see right through you with these late... And he dies. And, and someone's <laughs> like, oh my God, that guy's died. Knife-Eye Johnson. What's your name? And he's like, Sudan Brandon. And they're like... Oh my God, are you going to stab us next? Well, I might if I crack. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, Katana Jones. And it just keeps going. So it's like, uh, it's like a Metal Gear Solid speed run. Absolutely. Or that you have like the little subtitle, like when they, like the little subtext, like the character name and then in parentheses, the actor. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, keeps being the, it keeps being the same actor for some Revolver guys. Ocelot, played Revolver. by Revolver yeah, yeah. Ocelot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I... I have to say there's a certain point where when you sit through Kojima putting a game together, when he has total... Um, I got him talking about Kojima. I, I will fucking go. I will say one thing about Kojima in this sense. The best. When you sit around and you're putting something together like Tech Stocks Battletech or a documentary or whatever you're making, you have to sit down and watch the whole thing. There is that point, you know, where you're like, what do I cut? Yeah. What what doesn't need to be in the final cut of this? What do I remove? It's the last part of shaping anything in art. What left is there to reduce what is superfluous? How do I say something the best way once? And he sat there and watched all of those cutscenes, probably back to back to back with the team, probably over the course of a week. And they all looked at him and they were like, Kojima, is there anything you want to cut from this? And he's like, nope. Looks good. Seems fine to me. And then he, he went home. Can we put more stuff in? Yeah. He was probably like, I actually have some ideas. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched a whole bunch of Godzilla movies last week. We need to put a codec about Godzilla. I haven't Dude. seen my yeah, paramedics voice actors like I haven't seen my family in two months. You just hear the I've voice been sleeping in the office. There's just whole parts of the game where you find people in the game who are just exasperated on lines of dialogue that are non sequiturs. They're like just deadpanning the whole thing. They're like, oh, and you know, Godzilla is the king of the monsters. All right, take eight. Because I'm pretty sure there are Kodak conversations because of the pinwheel of weird shit you can get voice actors to say. It just is an expanding part of his fun in games. And I know that's what he has fun with. Like, I've, as I've told Mike, I love and have fun with steganography in games and, or sorry, in, in movie. I, I love to put yeah. weird little things in there and that's, that's where I have fun. However, um, that's not the whole movie. The whole movie isn't puzzles and logic. There must be substance. Mm, does there need to be substance? Really? Yes. There used to be subsistence. Uh, no. Do not. I, I, I just, that was my one point because I have watched so much Kojima stuff, watching it all back through again with Deb. I have Kojima stress. I'm not going to say post-traumatic stress. It is not traumatic playing a Kojima Post-Kojima stress. Kojima stress disorder. Yeah, let's just call this, let's call this post-Kojima stress disorder where, and I would say the prerequisites are you don't have to know anything about film or games. You just have to have an appreciation of them. And then you have to be an inquisitive person who likes to ask why. 
Why did you put this in the game? Why do I have to go around and spray why there liquid is no nitrogen why? on bombs? Why why does my gun have a DLC lockout? There is no why of nanomachines, son. Yeah, I, I just love how... Na- okay. Don't now, fire a gun in there. It's like, don't worry, I've disabled his ability to use a gun. And he's like, what, what the how? fuck? But, but, As a soldier, that would freak shoot? me out. That would freak me the what? fuck out. I'm like, no, turn it back All on. All right, so here's here's a problem with that, okay? Uh, there's, there's this thing called a gun. And in a gun, uh, there's this stuff called all the parts in it are analog. There is no such thing right now in any military service as well, a digital just, gun. They nano-machined him no. so he won't use it. Oh, yeah. So what? His finger won't your hold? Hands. Yeah, that's You're exactly his, it. Oh, so, so you can use your thumb. Not even just finger. It's just like he won't pick it up. He's just running around with his hands and like, like karate that's chop horrifying. position. So imagine, yeah, that's imagine, what I'm saying. That's, well, that's all they use that for. Imagine, Dude. imagine if he figured out how to do it, but they're like, "No, stop doing that." So they like nano machine control him, and his Dude, arms it's, go it's the limp. Alien shit. Well, no, I'm saying, what? Imagine if his arms went limp, like yeah. he'd oh, slept on them. Yeah, but, he, but like he was walking. shooting. So. <laughs> <laughs> what just, the fuck? He's like, no, you're in a so nuclear like the, area. You can't fire like guns flop, in here. He's like the floppy so, tube guy in front of like exactly. Our, yeah, uh, I, 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 I was gonna say uh, it wasn't the floppy tube guy. Uh, it's that part in um, the best movie ever made, Kung Pao: Enter the Fist. Excellent film. Yes. Where he's like, he gets his arms paralyzed. He's just flopping around. <laughs> he's just running around like that. Well, that's, yeah. that's what I mean. Is like they turn his arm off and he's like, "Fuck you! I'm putting the gun down." He just keeps squeezing the trigger, even <laughs> though he can't feel anything. So his arms just <laughs> pinwheeling around, and rounds are flying everywhere. And they yeah, everyone keep, ducks because like, "Fuck!" They keep Kodak calling him. They're like, "Please stop <laughs> doing this!" <laughs> no, they release the trigger. No. <laughs> Otacon, I can't. It's too cool. Yeah, Full you, fucking auto. Yeah, you send this guy in there trusting him to do his job, and you go, oh, wait, you can't shoot in that area. I'm disabling your ability. It's like, what the fuck? There's I, no trust now? I would love... Why would I shoot anywhere near nuclear material? If it were possible to mod, I would love... I would love to have an interjection with Kodak. I would love to have a Kodak frequency where I just... Sl- just no bullshit comment on whatever's going on and i will have you a comment have, for like everything deputy, you have like deputy do it because he has like oh, that yeah. very drive I, oh exactly i i would just have him voice it i'd have depth voice it i would write it <laughs> and it would just be like ah yeah the socom a 45 the size and weight of a tractor battery <laughs> hope you can find the suppressor that only fits that <laughs> and then when you find the suppressor and he's just like wow they really went all out wow a mark 23 socom suppressor is designed for the firearm in this place in this time period can i see it no <laughs> the aurora borealis yeah, yeah it's literally yeah he's like as you know here? the common military issue for a guard is the, the famas as French you know rifle. no as, as he would say as you're like the famas is the standard rifle of the following french services and reserve units it is not the reserve rifle of any service in the continental United States, Alaska, or any overseas territories. In the Western Hemisphere. The reason this gun is in this game is because it contains that few pixels to model, and an M16 would require more triangles. Yeah. And you just say that, and you're like, and then if you call back on the FAMAS, it's just like, sigh, and then you hear the manual open, and yeah. you're like... <laughs> Operation of Hamas. Open charging handle to inspect, and it just goes yeah. down the yeah. whole thing. And you're like, Ugh. and you can't hold like triangle. You have to keep hitting X to no, skip. You, you keep calling the armor, and he's just like, stop. 
<laughs> you, you see Vulcan Raven is like you're like how did he get in there with that tank and your guy's like I don't fucking know how they get the tank in he's the room. walking around with thermal goggles on and he he, he calls up the armor <laughs> how is he shooting a gal eight I don't know an eight an a ten warthog going at full tilt <laughs> can only have one of those or otherwise it goes backwards well and you just sit there and you, they call the armor and they're like how is he using that Vulcan it's not a gal eight that's an m one six one twenty millimeter oh. gallon gun the gal eight is different oh so yeah. well actually read it um yeah, it's still <laughs> too big for to reasonably be man portable sure and so this guy's walking around with it and he's got he, kudos to showing the correct ammunition load carrier but he's sitting there walking around with that and you'd call the armor yeah. and it would just be like how is he walking around with a vulcan and then depp would just go i don't know it seems pretty crazy <laughs> he's probably he's, really he's pretty fucking big snake you should run <laughs> well he's the, like at least three feet taller than you maybe that's why the, the, <laughs> the armor space marine yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd make Vulcan Raven the size of a space marine. So he is. Yeah, so that way when they see, yeah, but they never show him next to Snake or anything. No, no, no. That's what they should have done. Well, when he comes out, it's like he has to squeeze into that tank. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he just like he he stand he stands up and the entire top comes off and then he just like (laughs) his head comes up and it's just like pauldrons he just like his head pops up and then he just like slowly stands up and just picks up the whole he, no, like, no. turret he, section he dislocates both of his shoulders so he can like go through the turret and then he like you know puts them back into uh, back into place <laughs> yeah like a box star yeah that's within character he would probably well here's that. here's the weird thing about it is is when it comes down to it, like he'd be like, "Why does this man have a Vulcan? Why does he have a tank?" And then the armor is just deadpan. Well, the objective of this military exercise up to this point has been to sneak in naked after being shot out of a fucking submarine for no fucking reason, carrying a respirator that works once and no ammunition and radio that screams into your head. So far, you fought a ninja, a Russian cowboy, some lady who has a desert eagle, a bunch of guys with famasas. Oh, don't forget about the magic psychic. There is a magic psychic as well, of course. And at the end <laughs> and at the end of this military chain of objectives is a two-legged robot that we put indoors that has a railgun to fire a nuclear weapon. Built Be- by a guy who is a total weeb for robots. Comma. Who else would you trust to do it though? Right. Really? Which is a machine mo- makes things happen. Yeah, that's true. Which is a tectonically more expensive weapon system that is less strategically useful than any nuclear weapon ever designed. And on top of it, would absolutely invalidate MAD, thus removing any need for the enemy to observe mutually assured destruction. Oh, DARPA. And so... <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> At some point, it's just... It's just the military is just get bored enough that they're flexing that's, on each other. No, I, no, that's yeah, what, that's we what are robots. The, no, but here's the thing. <laughs> that's how America would be no. on TV with it. They'd be like, well, oh, on TV, DARPA. Yeah, well, that's exactly. <laughs> but if you want to... Uh, uh, you know, we can't use that robot. Please don't talk about it anymore. But if you want to see what they would really do, it's called Project Pluto. It's a new 
nuclear ramjet cruise missile that drops H-bombs as it flies around oh, and irradiates God, everything thing. with gamma radiation at Mach 5. And with its nice. sound waves of it passing would annihilate cities and human life and then would sterilize it with radiation. And then if it gets yeah. shot down, it like it, it turns around and like blows up a city. Yeah, it's it's a horrific. That's what an escalation of mad looks like. And they shut that program down because they were like, this is too fucked up. Yeah, even right? in like the, in, in the 60s. Str- yeah, even yeah. like Doctor Strange Love times. In, in the 60s, they were like, do we really want to ripcord the start on something like this? Because then they'll make one and it might be worse. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't. And they were like, good the idea. Manhattan Project people were like, yeah, you didn't see that, that yeah. big thing we did? Yeah, well, let me remind you. Well, and that's the <laughs> point is when you look at the guy who meant there's actually a lot of people in the Manhattan Project and I'm not trying to glaze over everyone guess Benedict Bainbridge and Groves but Oppenheimer when you look at Robert J and he's sitting there and they ask him like hey what did you think about building the atom bomb he's like I have become death the destroyer of world the reason you think about that stuff with nuclear weapons is because the relative power and impact of things changing in your life changes how you see things and he saw the dawn of humanity's ability to kill itself and it made him a very quiet and depressed person and so now we are all sons of bitches right that's the military response uh groves but if you go down the road just a generation you have a bunch of guys in the lab who are like wouldn't it be clown car funny if we piled <laughs> the space station 13 scientists exactly i mean within one generation you go from stone cold sober about this shit to like because it is just one generation will change how they view things they're like oh atom bomb you mean that thing we set up outside of vegas all the time they don't care on the other side of the iron curtain they're like what if we made bigger and then after tsar bomba they're like what if we made bigger uh could maybe knock earth out of um orbit alignment that's like that's not we set atmosphere on fire by accident that's what happens that was actually enrico Fermi. Uh, he was the weird guy who was running the betting pool at Los Alamos. I believe it was Fermi. I want to believe it was Fermi because he was like a shit poster. But uh, he, he's the guy who's like, <laughs> what odds do you have on the atmosphere burning off? Like 10 seconds before ignition. And they're like, what? And then flash. And he's like, oh, we're wrong. I mean, they were running those numbers right to the end and just fucking with people. Um, that whole plan was fucking bonkers. I mean, there's so many stories and so many mythos that come out of the atomic program. And I know I'm probably repeating anecdotes, hyperbole, and many other things that are out of turn. I just encourage all of you out there to like read it because yeah. this history, the Adam history, is fucking hilarious. Because it's literally guys sitting in a room going, How do I blow up that island? And you're like, All at once? And he's like, Yeah. I want to make it nothing. Exactly. Military technology and mutually assured destruction needs to just, we need to drop all this sensible nonsense. We need to get straight into, into the, the late game of giant kaiju. Well, that's, that's, that's what's funny is there were a lot of the old ones. Send them at the other guy. What do you got? We We, made this thing. We made made Godzilla. What do you have? Uh, Let me, let me tell you something. Giant kaiju in the movies never get blown up or shot down because they have to have plot armor to fight the other kaiju. I get it. But a kaiju takes and steps one of its fucking scaly ass feet on our fucking beach. 
Yeah, especially in Florida. In Florida, that thing, dude. On the horizon, you're just going to see a dot just light up for a second, and then continue for about an hour and yeah. you're like yeah, what that, is that and that make. is just tracer fire and <laughs> people, from people in florida <laughs> from yeah. people in florida yeah and they're like please do not shoot the kaiju and everyone's just like get out of my fucking yard <laughs> every everybody <laughs> i'm talking about the kaiju war economy that's what we that's oh. what we war, war, war drives you know you know uh, that kaiju will just wash ashore and technology and stuff <laughs> no. No, no once we're sending giant fucking monsters at each other that's what we're spending the. What? That's, so what it's we're, like, that's what we're using all our spare bombs on. What? How so are we going to deal with Russian Spider-Man? And by that, I mean <laughs> that, that big fucking Eldritch horror they just made. You see that thing? <laughs> so what? You're imagining like Cthulhu like comes out of the sea, and then there's like no. a bunch of guys, uh, and then they like. Comrade Cthulhu, you must end. you must fight the medic, and they like paint a hammer and sickle on him. No, I see. Brazil's no, got the Cthulhu. I see. No, that's the South Pacific. I see. Brazil. I want Brazilu. I see what Thorax is getting at. What he's saying is, you could replace political dispute and fighting in the horrors of war by simply releasing the constraints of politics and economies to the random meandering of monsters we create. <laughs> that who that's fine is in the we, middle can of the the ocean. we can be the patriots <laughs> we can be the we patriots the, we get to be the kaiju patriots that's that's the oh my god there's so much i can just yell about kojima and this, <laughs> I, ah, i'm just imagining these kaiju watching ashore in ford and then like the entire state goes and like here's it dude it's gonna be a giant yeah. barbecue yeah. man <laughs> Here's cutting slabs off this I've, thing. It's like, hey, you want giant lizard man? I here's here's what would happen is like the one thing I want to say I love about my well, okay, there are many many dear things I love about my country, and and I and ironically, I'm not trying to set up a joke, but one of the things that I know that everyone will agree on that I love my country about is if there was an alien invasion or a yeah. kind you yeah or anything. There would be no need for XCOM. There would be no need for it. No, it would just be like, <laughs> you would see a UFO was spotted over southern Georgia today, and then there would just be like, it's gone. Parts it would, of it are being dragged away yeah, on you, like a fucking Chevy pickup. You would find it. <laughs> you would find it after it's famous for UFOs. We have a UFO festival. <laughs> after <laughs> getting shot 51,364 times with 30 out six. That's what I mean. Every single guy calling their friend down the road. Hey, I put four rounds on it. ET's almost at your house, buddy. Remember, you got to lead like at least a foot. Yeah, man, that thing's flying. <laughs> We tested it. It works. One foot. It's all over the CV. Some, some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a guy on the CV. A feeding. truckers just pull over to like, yeah, they're, they're yeah, relaying. They're like 38s, like, there, there, there. The ain't turning you in. Just firing up the window. That's what I mean. Is you have people on CV actually feeding rifle dope. Here's the correct adjustment yeah. to hit it with an AR 10. We got to get it before it crosses over to Alabama. <laughs> It's so that's the thing is got a cruise missile in his backyard. You would have everyone shoot that thing to death. The U.S. government would show up, and then you would find parts of it at swap mates for the next ten years. Yeah, oh, gun yeah. shows, alien yeah. ammo. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> uh, no, you would have you would go to a gun show, and the ATF would show up and be like, 
sir, you can't have that. And he's like, what? You ain't the Department of Ray Guns. <laughs> Fuck you. Somebody somebody would be eating that sectoid in Florida. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. It's crazy over there. No, no they would be. That's they would, canonically what happens with the, with the alien corpses you sell in the original XCOM is some of them are oh. you're selling them to fancy restaurants. Not just yeah. that, but I like the idea of like, you take a few of the aliens and they just put them in like zoos in Florida and oh, they God start like throwing meat and shit <laughs> yeah, down into their pit. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> down there. Yeah, just, Please, I'm sentient. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up. Hey, here's a ribeye. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, he's, he's, he's using his brain powers to make me feel bad about his captivity. And you just hit him with a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one of the zoo guys just pokes him with the with a broomstick through the bars. Yeah, like like, a zap, no, it, man. It's like a little zap stick. Like twelve year old just like wheels him with a rock. You know they're just like they, they have like little <laughs> they have like little feeders for the alien invaders. You have like you have feeders for them, and it's all full of candy corn and Reese's and pieces they, like ET. <laughs> yes, dude. When they show these yeah, things off at the at the zoo, when they first show them off, what's gonna happen? They're gonna have a big show on the stage, and the first song they're gonna play is "I'm Blue and I'm Bring the grays out, and the grays are like, "What the fuck?" Like they're not saying, they're mouthing, "What yeah. the fuck?" You can't hear them. No, they're just looking nervously back and forth because there's a guy with a taser back there who's just reminding them that they fucked with the wrong yeah, fucking just, planet. They ju- there's just like four like big Bubba looking motherfuckers. Fuck yeah! Now, I'm just gonna say this to everyone out there to defend my fellow human person of planet earth i will be absolutely horrific to an alien invader <laughs> i will just be like hey you guys. got a purr mouth no just be like wow those grays have really big eyes we should create a shotgun shell that's just full of like powdered glass i mean i i will be oh, horrific I just, oh i just realized something you know the psychic powers they have yeah you know most humans don't really have psychic powers the ones that do don't usually have guns so what are they gonna do? Use their powers on us, and, and we're gonna be like, uh, "Yeah, I, no, see ya," my, and just I, shoot them. <laughs> I I know what to deal with alien psychics. They're like, they could read your mind and so on. I'd be like, "Cool, let me go out." <laughs> they read your mind. They're <laughs> no, gonna start screaming. No, it's They're fine. Like, ah, no, ah. no, it's fine. Not not the horrors of my mind. I don't have to do that. I just be like, "Go on B," and I just go attention four oh, yeah. chan. How would you like to serve the United States government fighting the alien menace for five hundred dollars? A day i will pay you to shit post into alien psychics brains the most offensive fucked up no. shit you can yeah. think of and i want you to all do it as a division i would call it the psychor division some guy at seti is on there and he's just like I already had a you fam starts turning the dish and you're like what is he doing that's what i mean is i would have a i would have a psychor division made at just from 4chan's b and i would just be your job is to find whatever they love and make them hate you know it that is your only job and then i would just go around and i would go to all the planets of just all the all the planets i could reach out there and i would say these guys are losing. I would just tell everyone that immediately on everything. And, would, and we would do it like a 1920s baseball game. Like, yeah. oh, it looks like we blew another one right out of the sky. I would broadcast, it looks like the suicide rate has risen to 21% and counting. I, I would rise. I would rise. 
I, I would rise to the challenge of broadcasting of the galaxy that Alf and friends came to Earth and got their shit pushed in, and then I would just we be would telling send them everyone movies of it. Oh like, yeah, I, that's what I mean. I'd both beam, fake and real shit. Oh, I would no exactly. That's <laughs> we have what to I'm have saying. Chris Pratt shooting aliens, so they're like, oh my no. god, that guy looks dangerous. No, not only that, we have to show them other stuff like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they're like, holy shit, they had a planet killer and those guys blew it up. Yeah, and we'd be like, yeah, we did it with our. Starfighters that we just yeah. edit out Tatooine and put in like yes. Cleveland. Yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. No, no it's like that, that made me think. It's like, well, what if all the signals go out into space or whatever of like all of our media, and they just think that's what it's like here, and that's <laughs> yeah. anywhere near us. They're, they're like, man, they spent a lot of time in that bar and Cheers. I, I don't know what this documentary is, but it just it just keeps some going. Kind of, it's some kind of uh, like religious it's, ceremony. Yeah, ceremony. They, they all gather and drink these beverages and make comments. They'll make comments and stare at each other for a long period of time. They and never then... change their clothes much either. It must be the, their garb and signifiers of their status yeah, in that's, society. That's that's why I'm saying it's. They think it's a religious thing, like Singham or something. Like we cannot invade the galactic system of India. Those guys are nuts. Yeah, well, yeah. They watch Bollywood movies where like the guy gets oh slapped God, and oh, the dude spins if, around like if you 50 watch, times. If you watch Bollywood movies, no, no, no. You the one Bollywood thing that will blow their fucking mind. The one thing will be the guy who rides up on a horse and lays it down like a motorcycle <laughs> to skid under an 18-wheeler and then get the horse back up. If they saw that, they would be like, what are these people? They would ask what technology allows them to not only record these things, but do it in such a way where they can get multiple angles in which there should have been no camera. Because they can't see cameras. They're like, how are they able to do this? What ve- what vehicle were they on? There's no camera on that side, but it flips view. They think we'd have like some kind of like they could be watching us right now. Oh no! Physics breaking tech. Well, yeah. And, and here's the thing: is that like I, I wish XCOM the game just gave you more options that were realistic. Like put 4chan, like pay 4chan to harass the aliens. Like that is yeah, an up- option. Upload viruses to them. Like no, it's fucking Independence Day. Big, yeah. Like you know, like the uh, uh, the old like tinfoil and head thing. Did we just make the reverse? Just amplify the shittiness? Yeah, so like... they it outward? So basically you're like baiting... Well, that's a real thing you can do in XCOM where it's like you have one guy in your team that is very psi uh, vulnerable, but he yeah. has no guns. So all the aliens mind control him and he just walks around. Yeah. But you're saying like bait them into like looking at the 4chan into, guys. Yeah. yeah. Into B tards. Like they're said, seeing like horrible fucking. Yeah. Weird and then the aliens are like, what? Why are we fighting? These? What is this world? <laughs> like, I just want to send a horrible like, dog whistle for a psych aliens. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, like the next thing I would do is like, okay, in XCOM, you have to hire all these guys. <laughs> I, I just want to send like well, tech youtubers to the spaceship and then they just start taking really expensive hard to replace alien components They're like yeah i turned this into my new gaming rig check it out they got like sweet shots doing like three yeah, 360s they, around it and shit they're like it's a quantum it, computer they have the aliens hickok, are like what the fuck hickok 45 doing torture tests on alien guns <laughs> he's like hey this here is a well i don't know what it is and then he just vaporizes something he's like wow that sure is neat 
That's one way to smoke pot. <laughs> yeah, just same old wholesome joke. Damn, near disintegrated it. <laughs> but one of the uh, one of the things that I, I I think would be great is like an option for XCOM is like you can you, there should be an option for your forces instead so, of hiring the generic soldiers. You no, hire no, Kyle. Well, no, I'm saying <laughs> options. There should be options. It should just be like okay, you can go pure special forces, but yeah. you only get like ten dudes every three months but they're like elite tier operators they're all the best of the best of all the best special forces pitted against each other and this is the only one that's not crazy or dead boom here's your operator but if you go down the other road one of the cheap options for modern day should be um just go to all the milsim and keyboard people and the commandos and say free mosin the gond and ammunition and so when when you say again i said free mosin get them Exactly. And so instead of landing with a jet ranger and having six operators, it's like 50 Ford Raptor trucks pull up. No, not Ford Raptors. I'm thinking Greyhound buses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a station wagon. Yeah. You know. it, it, Turkish Batman shows up. Like, he gets out of the station wagon and just starts punching people. It's like the end of the Avengers Endgame, like with everyone showing up at the last fight with all the portals, except it's all Greyhound buses. <laughs> they yeah. all get out, and it's like variations. People are dressed like super. That could be another level is like for site for special operations. You could go you know, genuine special forces or you could go asymmetrical warfare. And one of the options of asymmetrical warfare was make the aliens think superheroes are real. Yeah. <laughs> Show them superhero movies and nothing but that. And then have people dressed as those superheroes. Yeah, fucking yeah. Captain America rides up in a motorcycle with a, with a yeah. 1911 and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, they're like, I've seen this one. He can fl- that thing can fly. He can kill everyone with that shield. Run. <laughs> and then while they're all shooting at him, it's uh, like your, your other dudes wearing mismatched camo or just shooting from like well, dude, meters it, away. I, I, if, if I had to fight an alien light landing, let's say an alien scout ship comes down and the Vulcans are coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't say that. I'm not going to ambush the Vulcans. I'm saying, yeah, let's we're say not, it's, uh, well, unless we are in the Terran empire. <laughs> no, that would be different, but <laughs> different morals, different world. That Zephyr Cochran was fucking packing free goatee. Free goatee. Yes. All right. But I come, in, I come in peace, but I'll have one chance at so, this. And so, you just hook him. But if you got, if you got, if you're sitting there and you have an alien site to contain and like 12 you, 12 bad guys come down in a little scout ship or something, would you rather have six operators who are going to go in there, get surprised, one or two gets killed to one or two will run and one or two might have to continue on the mission or... Would you rather have 10,000 guys from the K-board who know how a Mosin Nagan is and maybe you're capable of shooting it and they know what a silhouette and sight picture is for the most part and, and you just sit there and you're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a box of rifles with bayonets. And then you just send in like 20 at a time. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, you just close the noose? Correct. The crossfire will be brief and hilarious. Yes. Yeah, like, how do you stop them from running away? I don't. <laughs> so it's just they all die or flee and you just bring new ones in? Well, that's that doctrine. Hey, it's look, called, wherever they land could be like a fucking island. And if they do, to play lost if they want to run away. And if they do, and if and, and if the, you know, if, if the commando like doctrine does well, you know, we will give them better than Napoleonic tactics. Yeah. However, if it fails, it's cheap. Yeah. It's the just like give give. It's like, all right. You know, an alien thing crash in whatever county. All right, computer, 
find me all the 18 year olds uh unemployed 18 year olds within like or underemployed 18 year olds within a 50 mile radius uh, that's called the selective service system they already do that oh uh, yeah you've just described selective service Fuck. yeah she's like find me yeah they already have that in the computer they hit draft and it you get a you get a letter yeah but it was like it's more like you get like an amazon same day but it's like well yeah it's like a jumpsuit and a, and a rifle exactly that's how i would do it is i would say okay you got two choices i'd say like we have an alien invasion now i know you're unemployed you have one of two choices you, you can you can open the government care package which contains your mosin your hundred rounds of ammo and whatever else and whatever well, and, and, and there would be like a, two Amazon gift cards in there for like whatever clothing <laughs> yeah. you think you need. I don't care. And then show up to this muster date. However, if you open this package, don't show up. It's a felony. Right. And you just that's fine. But you have a certain amount of days to return the package or not. Use that to get a million people with rifles very quickly. And then you're like, oh, cool. A UFO landed in Nebraska. Well, Mike, call Greyhound. And you're like, yeah. how many buses you want? And I'm like, a hundred. Yeah, clear the freeways. They're not exactly. going to stop. So the aliens are landing. <laughs> they terrorize a shop and go or whatever. And they're like, ah, the corn palace is ours. And you're like, oh, is it? And then buses just start to show up. And they all have like the same letter that's been given to them. It says, if it ain't human, shoot it. So basically, you, you'd run it like the way I run call to arms infantry. Yeah. Send in the next wave, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, that sucks. All those guys died, but they're running low on ammo in that trench yeah, over like there. Yeah, there's like a drone, uh, you know, overlooking the thing. So you have an officer. You okay. know, he's like, push, fight the fight the fight the fight. Okay, the, say you have this tactic, okay, and you have the mothership now. Now it's no. in orbit. Mm -hmm. How do you get these guys up there onto the mothership? Oh, you do two, the, two options. You do the nuclear manhole <laughs> yeah, uh, launcher. The, yeah, brilliant pebbles or any of the other ideas of basically putting a metal object in orbit. However, assuming they're watching you, assuming you're yeah, and everything yeah. else, they, they know you're going to do that. So uh, any, any of that throwing debris in orbit's fine. What you need to do is get them to pull people back because they're about to glass the planet. That is how you get them to recall people, which means you have to be absolutely horrible to them. Now, at that point of them getting that mad and that embarrassed and that butt hurt, you got one shot, which means you have to have recovered enough of their vessels to join that and then get in there and go bonkers. And what I mean is bonkers. We will have to repair a commando team of all of the craziest people on planet Earth and tell them this is your time to shine. And you just tell them to do whatever they want. We need to have an entire team of chimpanzees <laughs> that are specifically trained to fuck any machines up that they yeah, see. Just tell them to rip wires. You just because it's just, there's just like a time release capsule of like cocaine in them. Oh yeah, like they're up there like climbing <laughs> all over shit, and the aliens coke, can't get them. What'd you say? They're just silverbacks with like a this silverbacks like, on meth. Failed coke mule. I would I would take four or five cargo containers of any <laughs> no four or five cargo containers of any convicted felons from any prison outside of the united states for murder and i would go put them on that fucking thing that alien <laughs> ship and i would just i would tell them this much i'd say the ticket back to earth is four sets of ears good luck boys and i just hand out box cutters wave one is knife fight city brother oh yeah there you go and so wave two is commandos and wave three and then by the time i bring out the actual guys with like the w54 or whatever detonation warhead you choose yeah you know it you won't need to blow up the alien mothership well here's the problem with your 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 felon thing it very quickly that can turn into con air 
<laughs> I know. You got to be careful. But fucking that, Nick that, Cage might be on the last, that crew. The last thing I stated Who was is? the W54 or whatever demolition warhead. Because yeah, but if they take over, they're just going to like, I'll see you later. And you're like, wait, where's the ship going? And That's then, fine. Like, 50 years later, the, the Con Air people come out of space. <laughs> that uh, the clans. <laughs> but Actually, that makes more sense. Let's just send Nick Cage up there. He'll take care of it. You know what? Let's call this a movie. And let's call this um, a, a Night Fight City movie. Yeah, Night Fight City. Let's call this um, <laughs> the UFO heist. The UFO. And, <laughs> and, and, and so what it is, the first half of the movie is the guys fighting and it's it's really bad stock footage of World War II with aliens added in like really, yeah, really badly. Yeah, like the, the UN yeah. has to like release the stocks of guns and confiscated to right. world we have to militaries. Give him, we have to give him like a... Uh, a badass prison guy. Yes. That is like, uh, apparently he's like a safe cracker or something. Sure. It, well, absolutely. It so needs, he's like cool oh, under pressure. Yeah. Oh, right. So the first half shows the war going badly and the second half is they go to a military prison to get the hard guys like, to like It's a little bit of Armageddon. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of Yeah, a little bit of A-team, a little bit of Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to have your uh, A-team guy that can build everything. Yeah, no, that that's a solid movie. Like, the UFO heist. Because the first half is like, you think it's going to be an alien war movie. And the second half is them stealing the UFO. Yeah, because they realize yeah. they're going to get killed anyway. Yeah, because the war went bad. It's like yeah. a Vietnam movie. Everyone has Vietnam equipment for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Scouring up the Shire, pretty much. Pretty much. That's not a bad movie. Oh, man. So, one of the, one of the other things I think that's funny in XCOM games is... Um, bullets seem to stop working at a certain point like just five five six doesn't work on phase and i'm going but are you talking about the old xcom or the new xcom the new xcom oh well the new xcom is just bullshit well of course it has all those seeds that predetermine everything which people defend it and it, and it tells you oh, that like yeah. your chances to hit are better than they really are oh yeah well but oh, yeah. this is the inverse if you're losing oh right and and it plays it plays all of this hidden math and then there was all these blogs and everything talking about no it's all fair and it's like no it's seeds it's it's literally a seed system it's works. trying to it's stop not- you it's artificial difficulty right it's, it's literal artificial difficulty well because if you do the game by the way they want you to do it's create L ambush execute L ambush create L ambush execute L yeah, ambush yeah but they don't that's want it. you to win too good no. they don't want you to lose too bad that's why I like original XCOM it's like round one grenade and jet ranger lose I would love I would love to have an XCOM game set right after Roswell where you basically have to you must contain the UFO problem that's uh, XCOM, XCOM files I understand that yeah. but I'm saying I would love a game from the ground up done as that where it's you have to contain it the general public that's part of the the thing is shaping the general public to be not aware because if too much gets out people panic you have to shape people to be aware or kind of dismiss the ufo idea so you have to like film make films in hollywood that make ufos laughable and stuff like that so when people call it out they're like oh it's a crazy person you like an actual to, misinformation center? Exactly. You would have to do all of that in order to contain it, but you would also have to slowly shape public consciousness for the day that you can't hide it anymore. So you would have to slowly do that culturally while also containing these events and figuring out how to cover it up. That's very World of Darkness. I know, but without the really strange goth people uh, that sometimes are weird in those <laughs> games. I don't mean all goth people are strange and weird, but... I mean, when it comes down to World of Darkness, um, I've actually run security for a LARP. I think I'm entitled to make that statement. <laughs> That's well, fair. the LARP people are like 
a, a different a branch breed. Of, yeah, they're a different breed from the tabletop guys. I've, I had eight people practice monologues on me in about a 10-minute window. And they're like, what do you think? And I was like, sir, I'm security. And they're like, oh, I see. What character is that? No, they were like, they were like, are you with the sheriff? And I was like, uh, no, sir. And they're like, oh, man, who did your prop? And I'm like, Smith and Wesson. <laughs> Please. I find the, the World of Darkness books like I'm like I think it might be cool to play one of these games but then I'm like eh, it's kind of edgy but then I don't, but then my brain goes no you just need to play like an eight foot tall vampire luchador with no concept of uh, subtlety well that's a good way to that you'll die very quickly if your story great. if your storyteller is any good but, but yeah you'll, you'll learn, no, you'll no, learn no, a you lot. cover that up by saying he's just he just takes it really seriously he just never goes out of character. So is he actually a vampire? No, he just, that's, he just never goes out of character. It's on his license. He, yeah, he's a luchador, so it's part of his wrestling character. I had my, uh, well, as an NPC, I there was a, a luchador werewolf antagonist. He was the Forte, not El Forte, the Forte. Ah. <laughs> I was about to shit Legally a and distinct Please, oh god I, I remember uh, Playing Vampire Where one of the players was asking about weapons He'd never played a vampire game before uh-huh. And he's like, uh, well I, I play a lot of cyberpunk What kind of gun do I need? And, and the DM said the normal stuff You know, shotguns hurt basically what they said in vampire the masquerade bloodlines you know, yeah shotguns hurt fire hurts more yeah you pistols know. Not, it, not really good but it's good against people right and so it's like depends on what you're doing but the dm was like just you know just if you put enough points into potence you know you should be all right Yeah, potence is hilarious right so he just said put enough points into potence and then just wait until you find a weapon that you like but just put points into potence and so the guy did so by the time we actually got violent because it was a good world of darkness game and that we were not regularly constantly fighting shit yeah it was just like there was a lot of plotting and stuff by the time we got into this thing i was one of the ghouls for one of the vampire guys so i was like their driver and gun guy yeah so i was like ah what do you guys fucking do oh you're up all night killing people again huh? you know just being some kind of weird listen to that you're, metal you're poly, music yeah you're just poly walnuts yeah i was like poly walnuts for the vampires you know like i played a guy who was an old mobster yeah. who got kept alive you know just because like he was dying or whatever i i don't know it was just something the dm helped me come up with because they said x mobster is a common vampire ghoul as is like x doctor or whatever or just, cop right just something with access and knowledge that's relevant um or a lawyer yeah oh yeah lawyer is a good one well especially because they have the day job but they can also make everything happen for you so they can help you slowly expand your empire so every time you sleep or whatever retire from the world this guy's out there seeing your interests constantly but so we got to a point where he had a throwdown and there was like the swat team came in yeah and the dm let us know they all had like every other guy had shotguns and we were like, oh, uh, uh, what do we do? And so we we're trying to figure out how to MacGyver a back way out of this warehouse we were in. Like, how can we leave? And there were a few after hours warehouse workers. So it was like, how can we like, you know, figure out how to like make that guy sleep or not see something or kill him in a way that's not going to cause you, you know, humanity loss. Like, you know, try to talk your way through it. And the guy with potence who had all the humanity in the world just figured out that you could just punch things into non-existence. Yeah, you could just cool a man through walls with enough. So potence. that's what he did is like, oh, the door's open. He's like, well, can I use potence? And the DM's like, sure, roll. And bah, door gone. Yeah. And then laughter because, oh, my God, 
this is a hidden weapon. So it became vampire, gun guy, vampire with sword, eloquent vampire lady who's kind of a poet, you know, all these different characters. And then Brondo. And so Brondo would, all the other vampires would do stuff and the Brondo would just turn and touch something with his fist and it would just matter. There would be no being there, no object, just matter. And I think that in essence is World of Darkness. Yeah, it's like when Stagger in our in our stream staggered like made a potence guy and he he just like picked up you, you guys got in a gunfight in McDonald's because like you got traced there by the fucking sheriff. It's McDonald's. I don't give a McFuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you don't but stagger just work, like <laughs> No, no, there were hunters there. that happened to be there and you went to McDonald's for some reason. But then they started trying to drive away. Yeah, I know. And then stagger through yeah, a table right Yeah, he grabbed a, a McDonald's table and he yeeted it through a wind- car windshield and it decapitated a guy. With potency, you're always armed. But the thing about World of Darkness is don't try to take it too seriously. You got to be kind of like self-conscious. Like, yeah, you're being like a cringy special snowflake deviant dart goth yeah, guy. That's part exactly. of the charm. Well, yeah, it's it's like Cyberpunk 2020. Where yeah. You have to be the, you know, the 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 glowy mohawk kind of crazy over the top. That was a fun shoots. game. That was a fun game. You need to be that way. Yeah. You need we to were, be in those ways. Well, just, it was like just, the, I played that uh, reporter. Yeah. And it was like, everyone's trying to solve this thing. And I'm in your crew, but I'm also like, I still got to report on shit. So I'm like going around trying to collect evidence. And, and not only that, you were, shit you were for, doing like, what's the light? Yeah. What's the lighting like? Yeah. Just uh, hold on. You're ruining the scene. Yep. <laughs> you're in my scene. Hey, could you stand over here when you say that? Because the light's better. Thanks. <laughs> just a, but that's the thing. Is and everyone goes with it because everyone wants to be in a movie. Well, everyone yeah. wants. <laughs> exactly. I No, it's not that. Everyone in cyberpunk, the power of the media guys is that everyone in cyberpunk wants to be the hero of the yeah. story. Whatever story's broing down, everyone wants to be the hero. So if you play that right and you're like, oh, wow. All right. Uh, your full name, please. You know, just for the record. And, and you just do all of that. Like, you know, uh, for the record. Yeah. Just sit there and follow it around with a camera. It, you can get into hilarious shit in those games. Like, oh, wow, you're robbing a bank. Can I tag along? You know, this is actually a good question for Thorax. What kind of tabletop games have you actually played? And what do you um, play in them? Not very many, to be honest. Uh, mostly D&D 3.5. That didn't really go anywhere. All of our DMs, it's all homebrewed to crap, and none of the campaigns ever went anywhere. No offense to them. You know, we're just all having fun. Uh, I think I played like a session zero of cyberpunk and then we never went back to that guy's house Oof. and it took me about six hours like make a character and i was like i have never seen these books before <laughs> yeah that, well that's like, that's kind of the problem of tabletop groups in general it's why the the importance of having a healthy community at the local gaming store and having a board you can actually sign up for are like critical and a, a lot of places in the world just don't have that, you know, but that's starting to reemerge online, especially in discords and stuff like that. Communities around building games and actually running them, because I think there's enough frustrated players out there to fill an ocean. I find I would often find myself as like the filler guys. Like, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. What kind of character? I kind of just want to see what happens. I, like, I, I can't think of anything particularly interesting. So it's kind of try to make half a character and then just i it's it's all improvise. right well it's that's what it's about is just improvise i mean yeah i made a dnd character without a name once and and it was kind of funny because i just kept giving fake names to people throughout the campaign because my guy was a criminal 
and it oh, worked. Yeah. And that's the idea is you can just turn that into, wow, God, I didn't think about that. And you're like, well, wait, what's the guy's background? And just make it work with it. Whatever your deficiency is, the rule of yes and applies to all of this. You can do it, Thorax. You can yeah, do I, it. I can, I can never find the right uh, balance of like, okay, how important are we going on the plot? Or are we just going to... You know what? It, the plot's emergent, You kind of go with the group. I mean, exactly. that's... Exactly. Like, that's what I do. I was just like, I just roll with like... Yeah, because like, if you're like trying to be super serious and then in the game everyone else is not, you're going to stand out. And that's okay oh, yeah. if you if you want to play a character like that, as long as you're having fun with it and not getting annoyed by anyone trying to not take the plot seriously. Because I'm like, yeah, but who cares? Like, I'm like, I could have just read that if I wanted to make it like perfect. I like having fun. Oh, you know? It was all just it was all just like goober nonsense. <laughs> Everyone's being a complete. Don't worry, nonsense. Fun? Nonsense is the most fun. I I oh, yeah. played in some of the most fun I ever had in D anD D was where you have a whole party of people who just have terrible character concepts, and you just have to jumble fuck things around. I hate perfect party cohesion. I played oh, no. in a game where everyone was told they could play whatever, but the DM prevented anyone from finding out what everyone else was playing. And it was That's hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious because we had a whole party of fighters. Because everyone, because <laughs> everyone's just like, a military unit. No, yes. but it was great because everyone went like, "All right, well, here's what we're gonna do." It. Well, if, if if I don't know what everyone else is playing, I'll just play a fighter. Everyone did that. So you have like six people with different things, and then the DM wrote a story around it, and it was actually really cool. It was actually really cool. We were a sellsword company. Yeah, we don't really you don't have even, you're, like a DM writing a story. Most of the time, we had you know not to not to shit on my friends, but there was a lot of adversarial DMing of I'm gonna get you. Oh, well, like, that's that's generally not good. Um, yeah, I was, I, as I learned more and more about the game, and I watched stuff and hear people talk about it. You guys talked also about you know, collaborative storytelling, of course. You, and I'm like, yeah. that sounds a lot more like what the book was talking about. Like that adversarial DMing shit is like. That, SNM. It's but, like it's okay if everyone knows that's what they're getting well, into. Yeah, if if you want a darkest dungeon fucking game. Yeah, and, that's and, that's how yeah. the original RPGs often were like. Oh, yeah. Everybody there was like, especially one guy was like, I'm breaking the system over my knee, and it's already homebrewed to shit. Because who wants to deal with spell slots? Switch it to MP. That was a bad idea, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion. It's like that's terrible. It's like oh, it ate like a six slot spell, six points. Okay, so your spell list is everything. Well, yeah, and, I, and then you're like, "All right, wish," <laughs> or it's just okay, fire every to, turn. We didn't, fire ball. we didn't get get that far. I think one of the one cool things I did was <laughs> I summoned a giant earth elemental and then used Melvis Stone to hide in it. That's that's that was fun. No, that's pretty fucking cool. That's a cool fucking thing to do. You're, you're like, I will have a mech made of rocks, and you yeah, just get like, in it. Yeah. Now my like if if there was a magic power system and I had unlimited spells and it's three zero or three five I'd be like uh, yes I would like to extend and empower Isaac's greater missile storm please and they're like why and I was like because the DM won't let me have an AK forty seven I think meta magic was like double the points yeah but if you have a point system and you have level nine spells and all that stuff oh, yeah. and yeah no you could just start it's all going to hell no i mean seriously isaac's greater missile storm just cut loose with that maximum level and i mean it's a million fucking missiles that fly into somebody's face you could just hide behind a wall and be like alakazam and they die you're role playing like a 
Russian telepathy at that point. You could do even worse. I mean, there was... oh, I, I've, I've read, I've read, <laughs> I've read some TG stuff where it's like, oh, you can always do worse. You can, yeah, you can break systems. Oh, neutronium golem, neutronium oh, golem. Oh, yeah, God. when the DM starts bringing out stat blocks, when the DM starts bringing out stat blocks, it's time to end. That is when it's like we're too high in level, or he really hates us. Let's go change games, and it needs to yeah, be like, something really simple so that DM can heal. Yes, it is too hard to balance against this party because he does too much damage. He's played three games. That would be me. <laughs> but he that's, might play three games. He doesn't have a fucking idea what he's doing. That's actually a problem in Star Trek. The, it is. The tabletop game is that at some point your characters would never, ever fail unless it's like, you had like such a small chance of failure. No, I would have to you're like. Not, you're not wrong. I would have to cheat the system in order to beat it. And it was like, yeah, they made the characters were just after like, what, eight sessions. You guys were basically like God tier in Starfleet. Well, that and was couldn't, and most things couldn't hurt you. When that was, that's the issue again of most systems, like in Dark Heresy or whatever. If you start playing with your fucking stats, you can do the point where it's like I am so tough, I can walk through a firefight to walk over to someone to punch their lights out and kill them, and they can shoot me the whole time. I can fuck with psychic powers to where I can heal more than any weapon in the game can damage me every turn, or I can, you know kill everyone in the room or everyone in the city block or any of these other crazy abilities you can get where you can You're literally just, yeah you become impossible to kill and it's why i always balked at the absolute shit the absolute shit that was a lot of the higher tier higher level systems and higher level play because it just looked unresearched and that's why i say shit it's a cool ass concept it's just, how do you make a space marine work in the Dark Heresy D100 system? Well, that's, that's just Death Watch, isn't it? Exactly. That's what I mean, is you sit there and you're like, I can make a space marine that runs 400 miles an hour. I can, can, a space marine that could Fred Flintstone uh, tank. I can make a space marine that level one can just pick up, throw, and kill anything in the game, including greater demons, without effort. Yeah, uh, the guy that Kibber tossed Karn the Betrayer and killed him. I was about to say, damage. I'll yeah. see you later, laddie, and just Karn, like tosses a guy in full terminator armor and they did the math it's like technically he could just juggle terminator <laughs> right and so when you come down to that it shows shit as cool as the idea of creating new in space marine legion or chapter whatever is the mechanics for that game just don't fit it now the lower level dark heresy power curve like you know fights on cities and planets between entities that are human or non-demons or non-magical yeah, like orcs yeah it fits it's fine yeah, there was a risk of something actually going wrong versus suplexing lictors and well, reenacting WrestleMania on, well, on, a, on, on greater demons. Well, that was the problem is every time they added in an oh, alien race, it, they would add in something stupid. So, yeah, you can play like Eldar and Dark Eldar and Rogue Trader, but it's like unnatural agility. Yeah, you so, just teleport around the battlefield. Exactly. And people shoot Nothing at personnel. you. Yeah, and people shoot at you and you just move out of the way like Remo Williams. It doesn't work. It's one of those things that absolutely breaks the game, but it's still cool. Yeah, then they overcorrected when they came out with orcs for Rogue Trader and they just suck. Yeah, that was the other sad thing is it's like elves or sorry, uh, Eldar uh, looked fine. And, and, and even though the unnatural agility was like really nasty, there should have been some 
smoothing of the rules to make that work but then they made orcs just blah and it's it's like damn guys come on but they ran out of time because game workshop killed them and or at least that and then they went on to make an even better game that everyone loves more so you know just shows fuck games workshop fucking workshop check your bingo cards check your bpl bingo cards um i was gonna say i need to go i'm feeling like i'm running out of steam and i want to get some food so thorax you are uh, aligned with an awesome and i do mean awesome little charity uh that is a ferret rescue of all things so uh would you like to tell us a little bit about that uh yeah my mother and i we run a out of home ferret rescue we get a lot of uh People who can't take care of them anymore, they're sick or whatever, you know, people will surrender them sometimes or it'll be like someone found a weird one where an old man went in his garage and just found a ferret eating his cat's cat food or someone like, oh, someone, you clearly mistreated this ferret, but you're going to lie to me. That's why I don't go on the pickups anymore. Anyways, yeah, we get get them in here. We try to rehabilitate them, get them to new homes. So she's in charge of all that. I understand. Um, what would you say is the best way to support if you wish to support the ferret rescue that you cooperate? Um, well, you can go look us up on Facebook. It's Bama Ferret Rescue, B-A-M-A, because we're from Alabama. All right. And 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 if anyone would like to support any words of advice about ferrets and their care. Absolutely. Do your research because you don't want to have the point where you have to come to someone like us like we're already we're not like well funded or anything we're we're pretty broke we we rely a lot on people to help out and they do we've met a lot of cool people like that but honestly as contradict uh, condescending rather as this sometimes sounds it's always what we end up going to is like do your research go find ferrets for dummies it's an actual book it will help you that's good to hear uh, things you don't need that you need to know like marshall's is a terrible place it's a ferret mill we don't buy their food. It's bad. If you, and uh, if you go to Walmart, don't don't buy the f- stuff with the ferret on it. Please, please don't. It ends so badly that it's it's basically eating garbage. And their food is so important. So we eat a lot of kids. A lot of kids that come in and also don't use uh, water bottles. Just use a bowl, water bowl. Because we learned a lot. We have a lot of sometimes they come in they need surgery because they have bladder stones. Which to break it into a comparison, you can understand. Imagine having a kidney stone the size of your fist. Oof. Not great. Yeah. I could go into this for hours. All right. So you're, you are you are the ferret expert we got. And if you want to support, it's Bama Ferret Rescue on Facebook, yes? Yes. All right. And if you, if you absolutely, if you're, like, you're not sure, is this, is this the right place? Just ask them. Just tell them the BPL sent you. I'm sure, I'm sure mom runs it. If you ask her, are, are you the person with the BPL? And you probably ask me, what does that mean? She doesn't know about this. Well, I find the best charity and the best help is often that which is unexpected. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Thorax. Thank you for joining us, Goat. Thank you for joining us, Mike. I'm going to go eat a very mediocre dinner. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good one.